This is Educate, a podcast from APM Reports about ideas and research on how we teach and learn. I'm Stephen Smith. The nation of China is responsible for almost half of America's trade deficit. You have the massive theft of intellectual property, putting unfair taxes on our companies, not helping with the menace of North Korea like they should, and the at-will and massive devaluation of their currency and product dumping. Other than that, they've been wonderful, right? That's President-elect Donald Trump speaking at an event in Des Moines, Iowa, back in December. As you can hear, Trump's rhetoric about China is less than friendly. Chinese students make up the largest group of foreigners studying in the United States. On the eve of Trump's inauguration, we thought we'd look into how Chinese students feel about the change in administration. 32% of foreigners studying in the United States come from China, The next largest group is India at 16%. In the 2015-2016 school year, more than 328,000 Chinese students came to the U.S., an 8% increase from the year before. Rick Shong left China to study in the United States in 2006. He's a graduate student in philosophy, neuroscience, and psychology at Washington University in St. Louis. In 2015, he became a U.S. citizen, but he stays on the pulse of what Chinese students are thinking because he founded the largest online forum for Chinese undergrads in the United States. It's called CUUS.info. APM Reports senior correspondent Sasha Eslanian asked Shang what Chinese students are saying about America's next president. There hasn't been a lot of discussion mostly for two reasons. The first is... Uh, we don't really encourage discussions of politics on the forum in case the Chinese government might ban us for politics, and which has happened. And also the Chinese nationals in general would normally avoid politics. And those, for those two reasons, we don't see too much discussion of Trump, although Trump is obviously there. Yeah, I think you were telling me that uh, it's just not a a reflex for Chinese students to fire up a political post and send it out to the world via social media. Yes. And I think it's kind of um, mostly by habit because people making very aggressive s- statements online can be shut down easily, either by uh, by having their posts or their online user ID removed, or somehow, well, some people actually had their parents visited by the local police. So people in general, by habit, don't engage with politics too often. But however, we do have people talk about or mostly mention about Trump casually because Trump is most kind of a part of a life now. Can you give me a, a couple of examples of you know some of the kinds of comments you're seeing? Oh, so actually uh, people are actually kind of happy with the possible tax cuts or possible kind of more friendly business environments. Uh, People also mentioned about his record with um, female in general and also his uh, less than pleasant history with racial minorities. So people talk about pretty much a lot of things. So there was a poll of prospective international students and it found that 65% of Chinese students were either very likely or even more likely to study in the U.S. because of a Trump victory. So. What is the thinking there? How would you explain that? Well, so um, I think there are primarily uh, four reasons. Uh, Before I go to the reasons, I do want to point out that 
I form my observation from what I see online, and sometimes the most vocal ones are not necessarily the most representative ones. So there's always this challenge. Sure. So the two Chinese ones are like this. The first one I would say is that it's not easy to come to the U.S., especially as an undergrad, mostly because most universities don't pay for the tuition or offer any kind of scholarship to Chinese nationals, and therefore. Um, those people who are able to compete in the admission process and are actually able to pay for the tuition to come here are very often or very likely coming from a very specific class, and uh, it's it's not surprising that they have certain class interests and values. And also in China, we never had the civil rights movement that has been in the U.S. for many decades. So a lot of issues, social justice issues in the U.S., are not obvious values among the Chinese, and a lot of Chinese still believe in some kind of social Darwinism or Wild West mentality, and therefore many of them find Trump to be somehow or in some way appealing. And then there are some reasons from the American side, I think. So the first one is probably the idea of this、uh, model minority. In which、uh, some people believe the Asians are very hardworking, they're high achievers, and and in short, they don't cause problems. And the problem is,、uh, some Chinese actually take this identity seriously. They actually think they're model minorities, and they think they're the first among the peers or the first among their、uh, other minorities. And somehow they identify more with Trump and the values behind Trump over.、Um, Certain other things, and the second thing is、uh, somewhat related to the issue of model minority. The idea is、um, Asians and some Chinese, as、um, as I know, tend to work within the system and within the rules. They work hard. They、um, go by the rules and、uh, try to basically fight racism and other problems by working extra hard. They're not very interested. In say、uh, getting organized and、uh, trying to change the rules for kind of a fair and better future, and therefore when other groups try to organize and change the rules,、um, some Chinese feel just like、uh, the the prominent white race in this country. They feel somehow they're being left out, or somehow their benefits are taken away. So. This is the this is the worry that I actually hear from my Chinese fellows quite often. How do Chinese students react to some of Trump's rhetoric about China and、uh, the currency, and you know whether whether there might be a a trade war in the offing? Do they take that seriously? Well, Trump is always saying new things, so things might have changed given his most recent speeches in the past.、Um, Or, or his most recent twitters、um, in the past couple of weeks, but、um, the general view is、uh, he is not sincere about a real trade war. The belief is people would say a a trade war is not really beneficial to either party, U.S. or China. Of course, people understand the threat of a trade war is a very useful tactic. In negotiations,、um, the threat of a trade war can get people to do things, can get a better deal possibly. 
But the general consensus, I think, uh, among my uh, peers and friends and general people on CUS is that it's mostly just talk. It's 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 words mostly. It's unlikely that Trump might initiate a real trade war, and therefore they're not too worried about it. Although, as always, it's really hard to say what Trump might actually do. So let's talk a little bit about the CUUS forum. Um, It's non-commercial, and it's a place for Chinese students to exchange information about studying in the U.S. And when it got started 15 years ago, why was it needed? Well, it was needed because there was basically no information about going to the U.S. for college. Uh, Back when uh, I was part of the CUUS when it was started, it was very difficult to uh, send out things even to, even to the U.S. There was no idea about what kind of transcript American universities were looking for. There was no idea about how one should prepare for SAT. Like, for example, that I had to uh, buy books from Amazon.com almost 15 years ago and ship all of them to my Chinese residents. And I also needed to take a GRE preparation tests uh, just to get to know how tests are done because there were no other information. So it was very difficult to get any kind of information. And, and that's why roughly 100 people uh, found an online chat room to basically to discuss and to provide practical and moral support for each other. And that's how CES started. And then what changed as far as the need for a site like this? Well, it changed a lot in the past five years because nowadays, now that we have a lot more Chinese coming to the U.S., there are a lot of professional services providing information, providing task preparation helps, and providing basically in general anything people might need for a fee. And uh, they are they are very professional um, and all the information can be had for a small fee. And so it's kind of people don't really like to really do the hard work and try to acquire information from an online community. Interesting. So what had been sort of crowdsourced through a bulletin board then became professionalized. This uh, industry rose up to help Chinese students get into colleges in the U.S. Do I have that right? Yes, yes, indeed. It's It's almost like the days of the of the T model production when everything is industrialized and streamlined and that's that's what or how it happened. And then as far as um, you know some of the exposés that have been done about consultants, you know, writing essays for kids or faking transcripts, um, what's your take on on that? Well, that is that is a very I think a very unfortunate reality of the Chinese students. Um, it has it it has been happening I think for a long time. Um, as I mentioned, still unfortunately, uh, some or sometimes many Chinese um, have this wild west mentality and they care about getting things done in whatever way um, they can. So it actually um, has been happening for a long time. And it's a very big and booming business. Um, I feel very unfortunate about this. But judging from what I've heard, uh, American admission officers are getting better at detecting cheats and frauds. So I, I hope there might be some check on this trend. You mentioned an interest among Chinese to move to the U.S., using college as kind of a bridge to that. Um, How much discussion have you seen on the forum about whether that might change under a Trump administration? 
So I think the discussion is mostly surrounding two issues. The first is, as I've touched, there's a general consensus that when Trump is talking about minorities and immigrants, um, somehow, somehow the Chinese students don't think Trump was or is talking about them. They somehow think Trump is targeting very specific minorities and the Chinese is not part of the target. I think that's um, their understanding of Trump. That's the first thing. The second thing is, at the same time, there is still a valid worry about the possible changes in H-1B. And those are the visas for the highly skilled workers, guest workers. That's correct. There might be a reduction in the H-1B quota, or if there might be a change in the process for application to H-1B. So there is a worry about possible job or future uncertainty under the Trump administration, and that's a huge concern for them, too. Rick Shong is a graduate student at Washington University in St. Louis and president of CUUS, an online forum for Chinese students interested in studying in the United States. He spoke with my colleague Sasha Aslanian. You can find a link to that website at apmreports.org. And while you're there, you can check out our archive of podcasts and documentaries about education. We'd love to hear what kinds of thoughts and questions this podcast and our other work may bring up for you. Contact information is at our website, apmreports.org. Or you can write a review on iTunes. That way, other people will be able to find this podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. We're at Educate Podcast. Support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM.